Welcome back, Overthinkers. Today's episode is our last, but definitely not our least. Probably the best one we have yet. Today, Joe and I will be talking about throwing parties and the mistakes that we have learned from throwing these parties. My co-host here decided to make a poor decision of throwing a house party at my granny's house where she lives in a um, retirement center, if you will. A 55 and 55 older, and older community. Yes, where you have to have a gate code to get mm. into the community. Yep. And Four digits. And so Joe decided to throw a huge party there one night yes. when my grandparents were not home. And let me clarify, I never really intended it to be a huge party. I intended it to be like a 20 to 30 people like kickback because the night previous to the party, the oh so infamous party, I had a kickback of like 10 people. I had like 10 friends over and I was like, this is so sick. Like I'll clean up after I'm gonna do it one last time because that's all I wanted was just like friends over. So I, I invited like maybe five to eight people, like specifically giving them the address and code. And it blew up from 20 to 30 to like 100. So it was last summer and it was like in August and Granny and Papa had given me their house to house sit. And I was like, okay, perfect. This will be a week where I'm playing football. I'm going to school and I'm going to be coming back and just taking care of the house. And then when I was thinking about throwing this party, or not really a party, it was a kickback, but yes, it was a party. So I said, okay, I'm going to just do this. I'm going to clean out the living room. I'm going to space out the floors. I'm going to put all the pictures down. I'm going to just clean up a little bit. So on the off chance anything happens, nothing breaks, nothing is taken, all this stuff. So I was thinking pretty smart. I was thinking pretty straight on what the plan was. The execution was just awful. At the very end of the night, there was just cars parked down every single street in the neighborhood. And the noise wasn't even the issue. What happened was one of the neighbors that came outside and saw all the parked cars and all the people flooding the house. And the neighbor called my called granny. And she was in, I think, North, North Dakota or South Dakota. I think they were visiting a friend. Yeah, they were on like a high school reunion or something. They yeah. were doing something. And the neighbor called granny and then granny called me. And I was like in the party, like the music was blasting. I'm like, Granny, I'm so sorry. I can't really hear you. I'm going to try to get everyone out. Were like you, I was on the phone. So she knew right then and there yeah, that you were it, having a party? It was like 2 a.m. where she was, like in South Dakota or North Dakota. I forget which but one. But you answered? I answered the phone like at 11 or 10, and it was like 2 o'clock there or three-hour difference or whatever it was. I didn't know that. Yeah. And, and, then, then, so, and then so Granny called Uncle Lance, and that's when Uncle Lance came down to like shut it down. So Uncle Lance is my dad. Yeah. And... Out of all the uncles, we live closest to Granny and Papa's house, so it was convenient for my dad to drive over there and kind of break the party up so you yeah. could take it away from here. Yeah, <laughs> and then so we like were kicking everyone out the house, and we're like, okay, this is done, this is over with. How many people showed up? It was probably like at the at the height, it was probably 100 to 150. It was packed. Like the whole living room was body to body, like not much movement, plus people in the backyard, plus people in the f- front yard trying to come in and so just the fact that the address and the gate code was given out to that many people like I had only given it out to maybe five I wouldn't even say 10 like I don't even think I gave it out to double digit so how people got in 
they leaked it on Twitter and what, Snapchat? I, I don't know, probably Snapchat. Most likely, I don't think anyone leaks parties on Twitter, but like it was probably through Snapchat or through text. And then what happened was like, I, one of the things I was thinking was like, oh, if I charge them at the door, like they'll probably not want to come in. Or if they do come in, I can make money off of it and at least make some money off the party. And I didn't even do a good job at that. I made like 80 bucks. I made like 80 bucks on like 100 people and I didn't get paid that much. That's... So then what happened was I spent the entire night cleaning up the room. I mean, the house. I it probably just shut down like what, like eleven thirty. Like it didn't even go that long. It was like a nine to like eleven or eleven thirty. Because didn't, like, didn't the cop show up? The cop showed up right after Uncle Lance showed up. So, right when Uncle Lance and the cops got everyone to f- flee the scene, I was like, <laughs> "Dang, I have to clean up now." So, from eleven o'clock to seven a.m., I was mopping the floors putting stuff back, furniture back, picture frames up. And midway through cleaning, I saw the iPad case and I opened it and there was no iPad. And I was like, Heart the attack. iPad. I'm like, someone stole the iPad. I'm like, someone stole Granny's iPad. <gasps> I ran outside and I was like looking at every single car. I'm like, do you, 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 do you, do you have the iPad? Do you have the iPad? And I was just losing my, my sanity. And I was just like, what is going on? And I was so anxious and I cleaned up the whole room, the whole house. And, then I went to bed and I woke up like a few hours later and my mom was like, we need to clean up the house more because there was like broken bottles still like cigarettes. Oh yeah, because I showed up. So when my dad got home, I was just so intrigued by this whole party situation. So I decided to drive over to Granny and Papa's house after my dad had gotten home and I walked in and Joe probably had about uh, like 10 to 15 people still there, like his close friends. Remember I walked in and he looked at me and he goes, oh, thank God my cousin's here. And the floor was so sticky. And then I remember I looked over and my grandma had a little tea cart that she's had forever. I think she got it at her wedding or something. And I look over and it's broken. I remember I said, Joe, what happened? And you're like, I don't know. Someone sat on it or something. And it completely, do you remember that? It, yeah. I looked over it and it was yeah, completely it, it, it was like cracked. The, yeah, where the thing like folded up was like bent or all snapped mm-hmm. off. Because some girl sat on it. Yeah, someone sat on it and it broke. And, and like then the pressure broke I remember, it. I think either Peyton or Cage showed me a Snapchat that someone went into Granny and Papa's bathroom and was taking selfies in their bathroom. Oh, yeah. And then they posted about it on their Snapchat yeah. story. But yet you had like a, a rocking chair to like... Like to block it to off. block it off so people couldn't get in, but yet they yeah. moved it and went to take selfies in there. Yeah. I mean, if if I was a house owner, I wouldn't be that mad about taking photos in my bathroom. The like thing that I would get concerned about is like, is anything taken or is anything broken? broken? So the broken thing is like what made me like feel really really bad. But like social media photos of like you in the bathroom, like I wouldn't, I wasn't tripping about, but I was so mad about. I wasn't mad. I was so upset with the broken stuff and the, and the, in the, the floors just being yeah. sticky. And I was like, oh my gosh. And there was actually a chip in the floor, like right next to the refrigerator. There was mm-hmm. a little chip in it. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh my god. So has this party kept you up at night? Oh yeah. For, Do you still for, think about it? Um. No, I'm kind of like getting over those mistakes. But I th- remember when the when that had happened. That time was such a rough time because. 
I had to drop out of school. I was couch surfing for like four or five days trying to find a job because I was kicked out of my house. Then when I went to LAG to work, which is um, for you, those of you guys who don't know, LA Galvanizing is like a family business that all my uncles own and my dad works for. And so when I went to LAG, I kind of just was, I think when I started working at LAG is, was when I stopped like being so concerned about the mistakes and just was more like dealing with the consequences. Cause I, I wouldn't like oversleep or undersleep. I would just like have to get the sleep I needed to work the next day. But like now that I'm done working and I'm back to school and football, I can like definitely say I've learned so much in this past year that it's just been so beneficial to me. And I think if anything, it's made me learn that if I can get 150 people to go to a party and I didn't even intend for that, if I can like say something bigger than than a party, like if I can like say stay blessed and I can make this music, this album, and I can make such a big deal about like a venue, like party concert, I can get a thousand people to come and just enjoy like the night. Like I remember telling Granny yesterday, I said, Granny, like this off season, I'm going to be working to save up some money because I want to make like for my birthday, I don't want to make it like a birthday party, but I want to make it like a music debut party where I throw a concert or something. Like what I want to do is um, rent out a venue. I want to rent out like a venue that can hold about like maybe 500 to a thousand people. And I want to charge like 10 pe- $10 a ticket and try to make like two or three grand off of it. And then get as many people as I can to shout me out through the music so like at like 10 or midnight, I like play like three of my songs. So like network. Yeah. So like that's one of the goals that I have now because throwing that party has made me realize like I could probably do something with like all of the exposure I can make. Though clearly you had plenty of exposure back in the August summer. Yeah. <laughs> I threw a party once. Um, my mom was at the desert house with her girlfriends. And my dad was home. He said, I could have people over, right? Mm-hmm. Totally. It was just a kickback. <sighs> Ended up getting leaked on Twitter. Have you heard about this? Uh-uh. Ended up getting leaked what on What year t- was this? Like my senior year of high, high school. school. Yeah. See, I didn't know. And all these people started showing up from Yorba Linda High School and Esperanza and like these guys that I don't even know. And they were coming up to me. Oh, Lexi, like, thanks for the invite. And I was like... I'm sorry, what's your name? <laughs> and there's a beer pong table set up outside. My dad was upstairs the whole entire time watching TV, and he was totally fine with it. He came down, and he's like, you guys getting ready for the party scene? <laughs> and all my friends were like, yeah, right? And I was like, okay, this is cool, but like, I'm kind of nervous because I've never done this before. And so then... What if your dad was just getting drunk with everyone? He's like, yeah, yeah let's go. And your dad was like, where are we going? You're like, dad, like... No, (laughs) I'd be like, go away. So we have cameras all over our house and my mom watches the cameras like they're YouTube videos. Oh, And my phone was on the dock and all of a sudden the music stops playing and it's like, you know, the ringtone. It it was my mom calling and everyone was like, oh no, be quiet. So everyone was quiet. I answered the phone and my mom was like, what are you doing? I was like, Oh, I'm just hanging out with my neighbor. And she's like, oh, okay, how come there's people outside playing uh, beer pong with the the table with red cups? And I said, 
oh, I don't know what you're talking about. And she goes, really, Lexi? And so I hung up on her. And I was so, <laughs> I was so nervous because dad gave me the okay, but mom didn't. <sighs> so then I hung up on her and then she called my dad. Then all of a sudden, dad walks down, like walk of shame. He walks down and he goes, you're going to have to tell everyone to leave. <laughs> mom saw on the cameras. And I was like, dad, <laughs> it's only 11. Like, come on, right? And so I told the people outside, like, you got to clean it up. And, like, people inside was like, sorry, guys. Like, mom's not having it. So we're going to have to cut this party short. But, like, in that short moment, I was like, this is super cool. Like, this is never going to happen ever again. (laughs) So I'm, like, living it up. And then I remember the next, when my mom got home, I think it was either that next day or the following day. I remember she walked in and she, like, looked at me with, like, disappointment. And I was just like, Mom, I'm sure you've done this. Like, this is, it wasn't, it didn't get out of hand. No broken bottles. The floor wasn't sticky. Like, it was controlled. And especially because my dad was there. And it sucks because my dad was the one that said yes. My mom was the one that had to say no and shut down the party. She had that authoritative say. But yeah, that's my party story. And in that short moment, I felt like the coolest person ever. Throwing parties feel good until all the anxiety and stress of like having to take care of the party. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. And I felt bad. And like that night I had probably, I don't think I slept that night because I felt so bad. Like I disrespected my mom and like a couple days later, like I know we weren't on the same page and like I would overthink like crazy, like my mom doesn't like me anymore. Like I'm on bad terms with her. And I'm sure you (laughs) felt that with Granny Papa for a while. Like, oh, yes. I'm the least ferreted grandchild now. <laughs> I mean, I remember Granny Pey- Pey- Peyton telling me, like, oh, Granny and Papa, like, it's calling you the disappointment. Like, you're just so, like, and it just, it hit me different. Like, it just made me feel like, I know I made a mistake, but there's no way, like, this will define who I am. So, I think the best thing about, this is what I'll leave it off with, because I think we should be done with the podcast right now, and we'll just edit tomorrow. I think the best thing is, like, your mistakes don't define you. And if you learn from them and continue to grow, I think that's the only thing we can do as people. So really glad we had this conversation. (laughs) Overthinkers and non-sleepers. This concludes the final episode of the podcast. Joe and I are so grateful for all of you who have tuned in each and every week listening to our stories. We are so appreciative of this opportunity that was given to us. Who knows? Maybe Joe and I will create more podcasts in the future. We'll let you guys know. Peace.